Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 40. I'm your host, Alano Sapporo, founder and financial advisor at New Street Advisors Group. Thank you for listening. It's important that if you're listening anywhere, whatever platform, make sure you subscribe, follow. Also, make sure to five-star rate and review. Please support the podcast in any way you can. I really appreciate you listening. This week, we're going to talk about what's in the news as normal. Uh, We're also going to do our finance roundtable. And of course, finally, just catch up with myself, hear what I've been up to. Uh, That will be the last portion, but really, really appreciate you guys listening. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey, what's in the news this week? Episode 40. What is going on? First up, let's talk markets. Um, Volatile markets right now. So we're seeing, you know, the markets are facing and looking at the implications of one, the rise in COVID and infections, hospitalizations. So overseas, if you're watching what's happening overseas, Germany and France, they've tightened their restrictions on businesses and social life as of yesterday, uh, with some of the most dramatic measures being uh, that we've seen taken since spring. Uh, the World Health Organization said the Europe region accounted for almost half of the new COVID-19 cases reported last week. Uh, so France is making some cutbacks, uh, Germany as well. Um, and this is something to watch out. The cutbacks uh, are, are, you know, curfews um, and different restrictions on um, people being out and about as, as, unless it's for essential essential items. And so that's something to watch out for. You're seeing different state cities in the U.S. take the same approach. Uh, Chicago's cutting back on in, indoor dining. El Paso, Texas doing something similar or if, if they weren't uh, imposing a curfew. So you're seeing people taking those precautions. We were warned about the second wave. Um, and this seems to be as we move into the fall and winter uh, seasons, um, people are, we're starting to see that. Um, and we just have to be, you know, the markets are looking at a sense of what does that mean? Does that mean the stay at home plays, the pandemic plays are, are where people are going to, you know, shift to. It's going to be very interesting. You're also noticing we're not far from the election. We're less than a week out right now. Um, so that's another thing the markets are looking at, uh, are people taking profits for tax purposes, which is not, you know, for me, I don't think it's the smartest thing to do. You don't know who's going to be elected and what that implications will have. Um, you obviously you know the stimulus still hasn't been pushed forward, pushed through, and that's another thing the markets are looking at. So there's a lot of implications in the market that is causing and playing a part in this volatility that we're seeing. Uh, so that's our market update. Now to current events. Ant Group, the Chinese fintech giant, is set to raise $34.4 billion in its IPO, according to the pricing terms released yesterday, this would make it the biggest public offering in history. And financial, um, heavily related, uh, Jack Ma is the was the CEO founder of Alibaba, and also you know I believe founded and Financial Group, which is a fintech giant. Um, it's going to be the biggest IPO in history. It's going to go public in Hong Kong and Shanghai in the coming weeks. And it could raise even more if underwriters decide to buy the up to 15% more shares. So it's going to raise a lot of money. Um, and it's, I don't know much about the company, to be honest, uh, besides it being a fintech company. So that's pretty self-explanatory, but um, that's crazy. That's huge. Biggest IPO in history. Um, trading in Hong Kong and Shanghai in the coming weeks. Very interesting to watch out for. More current events, hot gossip in Dunkin' Donuts. So Dunkin' Donuts is looking to go private. Uh, 
it's they're in talks with uh, private equity backed Inspire Brands. Inspire Brands owns Arby's, Sonic, Jimmy John's, um, and they're looking at Dunkin' Donuts as a potential gold private acquisition target. Um, and Dunkin' Donuts stock surged sixty percent on the news. Uh, the price represents a twenty percent premium of over its Friday stock price, um, and that's something that's interesting. I don't fancy Dunkin' Donuts that often. That's like my last resort. If like I can't go to my normal you know, hipster coffee spot. <laughs> uh, I'll try Starbucks. And then if I really can't get into Starbucks, then I'm okay. Yeah, I'll hit, I'll hit up Dunkin'. Um, and so that's what's going on with Dunkin' Donuts. Um, very interesting to watch. They've actually had good numbers in their most recent quarter, uh, which I don't, I wonder what that's driven by. Um, I'd love to hear, dive, dive into those numbers, but you know, coffee is a thing for us. It's always going to be a thing for us. So that's something to watch out for. Next up, we are talking food delivery. Postmates um, is is launching a new retail delivery platform starting in LA. It includes boutique stores like Estee Lauder um, and other stores that I don't want to try to pronounce um, that I've never heard of. <laughs> but um, that's quite interesting. I think it's a good play. I mean, you're having people, you know, there's all those other set of um fashion trunk club and those different fashion delivery brands which their margins aren't that great and they weren't performing that well but if postmates have a better delivery system this could possibly you know be something that works there's demand and contactless shopping um there's you know the partnerships they can create so that's gonna be really interesting to watch i'm actually a i was a postmates person for food i don't order food all that much but when i do it was postmates but someone recently got me onto uber eats and i feel like it's better it's a little bit cheaper it's great. I'm a Uber Eats fan. So I'm on the Uber Eats faves. I don't know what you guys are on, but let me know. I'm on the Uber Eats way when it comes to delivering and getting my food when I don't want to go out. We're getting to those winds. It's raining outside in New York. I might Uber Eats tonight. I don't know. Or I might walk down to my deli, to my corner store, because you know it's like two seconds away. So we'll see what I do. Stay tuned. Shopify, folks. Shopify is partnering with TikTok. TikTok, the booming social media platform, short form video platform, the platform that I don't have the patience or time to create those cool videos, but I wish I did. So props to the people that do. Uh, Shopify is now partnering with TikTok to help its 1 million plus merchants more easily advertise their products on the video sharing app. So Shopify said that a partnership will allow its merchants to sell product in the form of shoppable video ads where TikTok users can click on an ad to buy the product. And I think that's interesting. You're going to see more of this, you know, as we're integrating our social media into every aspect of our lives, influencers, all of these different things that are now the wave of things going, partnerships with uh, merchants, with e-commerce platforms, with these social media platforms makes all the sense in the world. Pretty soon, you're not going to be just buying things from a, you know, obviously from a retail store. You probably still, you still will. Or excuse me. You won't be buying stuff from a retail store and not very much longer, I don't believe. You will be buying stuff for e-commerce stores, but now you also be going on social media platforms. Instagram already has this where you can click on a product and then boom, it takes you to the shop. You can buy. But as you're going to see that more and more prevalent, you've seen someone wearing something, you've seen your favorite influencer, your favorite celebrity wearing something, you're like, man, I really wish I had that. Click on the button, boom, you can buy that. That's going to be the new wave as you see things shifting more and more towards that way. So I think it's a great, great partnership. It makes all the sense in the world. Next up, big tech. Big tech still under attack. Um, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and, and Alphabet CEO Sundar Picha face off against Senate panel over the widespread 
Protection Section 230 offers their tech empire. empire. So Section 230 is a 26-word provision tucked away in a 1966 law that says internet companies cannot be held liable for the content their users post. It's been attacked by both conservatives and liberals. So Twitter has been a big one for this, as you've seen the administration post a lot on Twitter. And, you know, people are asking for more censorship. And sometimes it people are asking for that. So it's a very interesting thing that you're going to see. What is going to happen? This, these social media platforms have so much power to change perception for people, to change what people think. And should that be censored? Should that be censored? Do you want disinformation out there? If we know something is false, should we be allowing it being out there? That's very, very interesting. I think you're going to see a lot more in the next, you know, three, two, four, right now, as we're moving into an election, you're going to see a lot more of this subject because it's very, very important and people want answers for it. So um, that's super interesting. Something we have to watch out for what will happen with these companies that have so much power over the perception of many, many people and what they're seeing, what they're viewing daily, how they help, how they handle that. So we'll be watching for that. But folks, that's your daily, weekly, excuse me, news updates. Um, I hope you enjoy a lot in the news. Let me know your feedback. Let me know what you think. But next we'll move to the finance roundtable. Hey, Everyone, gather around, gather around. It's the finance roundtable. Couple concepts for us to go over this week. First week, something I tweeted out first, something I tweeted about um, the 5% rule, which I believe I've talked about a little before, but I can dive more in depth. The 5% rule. So now we're talking about the 5% rule. We're talking about when you get a large sum of money. It could be multiple ways, it could be tax refund, bonus. Um, a large one-time payment could be from something, uh, anything, anything, literally lottery, whatever, um, large one-time payment that's outside of your normal income. Um, that is, could be something you're expecting. It could be an annual bonus, but it's literally larger than your normal salary or normal income if you're an entrepreneur. So I always th- thought about that. Like, what do people do when they get that? That's something that's not talked about often. And for me, I've been using kind of like a, a rule to live by it is like a 5% rule. So meaning like 5% of that large sum, let's, you know, use hypothetical numbers, say it's 20,000 that you get and you're using 5%. So you're saying, all right, the 5% rule is saying 5% or less. Um, and again, flexible based on what you want to do could be used for rewarding yourself or to do whatever you want with it. So 5% or less on this 20 on this large income one-time payment could be used for whatever you want or to reward yourself. Um, so on a $20,000 um, one-time bonus or payment, it's $1,000 obviously. And so that could be used to be a, you can go travel, you can go um, buy yourself the new PS5, uh, whatever, all these different things. But I feel like it's a good way to one, you know, you work, people that work, work, work like myself, sometimes forget to reward ourselves, sometimes take a step back. And when you accomplish something, there is a thing to be said about rewarding yourself for that and not just living this life where we are so, so focused on our goals that we forget to, you know, live in the moment, reward ourselves. And that, that number is adjustable. 5% rule is what I use. Um, you can use your own rule, but I am I'm assuming some people use a, the 50% rule or the 100% rule. <laughs> but uh, I think 5% is a commensurate number for that, another a good rate for that. And something that I live by. So let me know what you guys think. If you use it, if you like it, um, what you've thought about that, what you use in the past, that'd be great to know. Column question, advice question. Got this from internet and I think I give better advice. So we're going to listen to what I have to say about it. 
Here we go. So last week, my parents surprised my three siblings and I by giving us an all in life, giving us all in life inheritance of 8 million US dollars in stocks, bonds, ETFs, etc., and a shared account, 25% for each. As my brothers and I were discussing that we reinvest almost all the profits, I told them I'd like to be able to draw 0.25% of my part every year. That's about $5,000 as of now, or even less for travel expenses, because traveling is my passion, says the writer. My youngest brother spilled this to my parents. They told me that their wish for the, their wish for the money to be used as savings for when we retire. I love, I love my parents dearly, and I have huge respect for them, and I'm really grateful for what they did. and would feel terrible to have a disagreement or even argue with them about this. What advice can I give this gentleman? Interesting. Um, I think, you know... One, it just ties into what we talked about earlier. I mean, this is a larger sum and, you know, you want to consider that so it could be a lesser amount that would be used. But yeah, that's an interesting thing. The fact that it's multiple people involved in a shared account um, and it's not just one person has implications, but obviously he's taking from his share, which obviously you can calculate all this different stuff. But I'm actually on this guy's side. I mean, if you're doing... 0.25% 0.25% every year just to travel a little bit. I mean, I'm not even against that. You can obviously do even even less, but if traveling's your passion and it's a given as a gift and inheritance, like I don't see the issue with being able to do that. Obviously you have to convince your parents that something you want to do, you'll still be diligent with saving and being prepared for retirement. You won, you appreciate the gift, the inheritance, but you do have a passion in life and you're the, the he go out, he goes on to say he's 36 has no plans to have kids and just wants to travel and live his life. Um, I think he should be able to, I'm actually on his side folks. I'm at his side with this one, but let me know what you all think. So I think it's an interesting question, especially when you get gifts from someone gifts should come with no strings attached. Like they shouldn't have some sort of crazy restrictions as long as he's not being, as long as he's not being irresponsible with the funds, which it doesn't sound like he's going to be. It's more of like, all right, I want to draw, withdraw a little bit every year to travel that's that doesn't sound crazy to me especially when you know the amount that we're talking about that would you know be not even touching the principal with based on the return that comes every year so um yeah it's interesting when i'm on his side he should be able to explain to his parents in a, in a easy way about why you want to do that um but i'd love to hear what you guys all think about the round table and our column questions next up personal life update and what i'm doing thank you guys for listening we are going to the next segment. Yo, thank you all for listening once again. What is up with me this week? I was super, I was telling all my friends, I was really bored this week. I don't know what was going on, but there was not much going on. Um, Kicked it, looking for... The weather's getting colder, hit my gym, squatted for the first time on an actual squat rack and didn't use much weight. And I was sore. I'm still sore now. That was two, two, three days ago. What's, what, what's going on? I got to get back in the weight room heavy. Um, you know, we're going to go hard. We got to stay right this winter. It's coming. Winter is coming. Um, what I'm watching, what am I binging this week? Uh, I watched this documentary that I was obsessed with and I told everyone to watch. Watched on HBO Max, The Vow on HBO Max. Crazy story about this crazy sex cult upstate New York. They were doing wild stuff, horrible things. If anyone's seen it, let me know what they thought. There's actually another docu- other documentaries done by different networks. I'm going to actually be watching those. The story is just crazy to me. This 
this these people were this dude that was the head of this cult was doing some crazy things, horrible things. Um, so I was watching that. As far as CNBC, I was on early Wednesday morning, yesterday morning. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday, obviously. Um, so that was good. And I'm going to be doing that same show a couple more times in November. Uh, so stay on the lookout for that. Probably doing Trading Nation as well um, and, and more to come. So uh, really keep your make sure you when you see that i post on cnbc try to check out the link go to cnbc.com search my name check the links watch the videos uh, make sure you stay tapped into the commentary um and i'll definitely be posting them on my social media as well but as always questions connecting reach out to me in my dms thank you guys for listening to the show this week